Welcome. This is the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. Hey, how's it going? This is Joe. Welcome to the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. Today, we got a special guest on. His name is Jose Armstrong, and we're going to be talking about how to flip vacant land deals. And Jose's been doing a lot of them with some other students of mine. So one of the things that a lot of people I know are doing, and that one of the things I've been doing for years and years and years, is partnering with other people on deals. Either I find the leads, get them under contract, but I don't have the time or don't want to sell them, so I'll find somebody else to sell them for me. Or people will find the deals for me, bring them to me, and we'll partner on them, either by lending the money or closing together. So I would, I don't know if I look back at all the other deals that I've done for years and years and years with houses or vacant land, when I have ever done the entire deal 100% by myself. So this is something that I teach a lot of people to find other people to partner on deals with on. Not as like a new business, but more like a, hey, let's partner on a deal by deal basis. You've got a deal. Some guys reminds me once when I was um, coaching two students who didn't know each other in the same city. And this was in Colorado. I think it was Denver, Colorado. This must have been 10, 12 years ago. One student, A, was saying, hey, this isn't working. I've got tons of sellers, but no buyers. The other student, the next day, called me and said, hey, this isn't working. I got tons of buyers, but no sellers. I was like, wait, wait a second here. One of you has one problem. The other one has the exact opposite problems. I said, you two need to talk to each other, all right? As so I put them in touch with each other and they actually started doing deals together. One of them had sellers, no buyers. The other one had buyers, but no sellers. And that's the way it works most of the time, right? So I want you to open your horizons a little bit and you're opening your eyes a little bit. If you're doing houses or vacant land, this applies to you. Maybe you're doing commercial deals. Maybe, you know, one time I had a, um, I had a student who was doing deals in Phoenix, Arizona or somewhere in Arizona and was doing a bunch of marketing, but it got a lead somehow from LA, Los Angeles. And this was a big commercial property. He had no idea about this area. He had no idea about commercial properties. Didn't know anything about the, this area of LA. But you know what? He thought he talked to the seller. The seller was motivated. He got it under contract for the lowest price that he could. And I don't remember the numbers. It was about $350,000. He, th he thought it was worth about $600,000 or whatever. But he got it under contract, made an offer anyway, which is rule number one in real estate. Make offers, make offers, make offers. Got it under contract, then went to some various Facebook groups that were investor in, uh, investor Facebook groups in Southern California there. I said, hey, I think I might have a deal. Anybody want to partner with me on this on this deal? Talked to an investor who was very familiar with that area, went and go looked, went to go look at it and said, hey, you know what? You thought this property is worth 650. It's maybe only worth 500,000 and you got it under contract for whatever it was, 350. If you can get it down to 200,000, I'd be willing to partner with you on it. So the guy went back to the seller and said, this isn't going to work. I thought it was worth this, but what's the least you could take? Anyway, he got the seller down a hundred grand, knocked the price down to a hundred grand, found out that this seller was in a very distressed, motivated place. I'm making it, to make a short story long, all right, the seller was very motivated and had to sell this property to get the cash so he could pay off another lender so he could avoid foreclosure and going into a lawsuit and all of that. So anyway, the student then got the seller to lower his price by a hundred grand. Then he brought it to this other guy. They partnered on the deal together and they both split a hundred thousand dollar wholesale fee on this deal. 
And he got a $50,000 assignment fee. The other guy got a $50,000 wholesale fee or whatever it was, right? Numbers are, I'm sure I'm off on the numbers there, but it was something like that, right? Here's my whole point, guys. There, sometimes you turn away on deals because you don't have the time or you don't have the buyers, or you don't have the money, or maybe you have the money, but you don't have the time to put into marketing. So there are other people out there who can partner with you on your deals. Make sense? All right. So today with Jose, we're going to be talking about that. I want to say, first of all, I have a free land kit that's free only for a little bit. I've been talking to my marketing guy. We're going to start selling this thing for, I don't know, five, seven, 27 bucks or something. But right now you can get it for free. It's my simple land flip kit where you can go in there and get my direct mail swipe file, my scripts, some of my contracts, some tools, software that I use to evaluate and make offers on deals. It's completely free. Why on earth would I do that? I don't know. It's just a way for me to give back to some of you all. And some of you are going to get this at simplelandkit.com. And you're going to be like, Joe, this is amazing. What else do you got? And I'm going to have an invitation there to join my Simple Land Flips class, where I'm going to teach you how to do land deals from beginning to end. But I'm also going to hold your hand and give you a business in a box. We're actually going to do your marketing for you and let you get into onto some coaching if you're interested in that. So to get this free king thing, go to simplelandkit.com. Check it out right now. It's yours. Let's bring on uh, Jose. Let me see if I can mute him here. Unmute him. Jose, we talked a little bit on the phone, but I wanted, before we uh, got on here, I didn't want to ask you too many questions because I want to talk to you kind of here in the live interview format. So tell us about you and where do you live? Okay, Joe, um, I've been in real estate for over 18 years. I think 19 now, if it's 05. Uh, the peak of the bubble. Uh, when everything was great. Andy, I had a great mentor. Actually, the guy that sold me my first property here in Florida was the guy that kept pursuing me and pursuing me. I had just graduated. I just got my license in real estate. I was inactive. I just bought it because I'm buying a house, so I better know what I'm doing before I get to buying a house. So that thing took me into like a whole new world. We started doing real estate and back then. It was a joke. So money was good. You get addicted to it. Next thing you know, you're uh, for life in real estate. Um, it was great those days. Uh, then of course, uh, the market crashes. Uh, we all know the story. I got into more modifications back then. Uh, work with great attorneys, uh, but always a real estate, uh, even as a uh, loss prevention method, which by the way was short sales, made me another niche that led to another little small fortune uh, in a very short time. Throughout my years, even um, after that, I uh, managed communities uh, uh, for a little bit, uh, something that I hated doing. It's a lot of uh, Karens out there. And uh, what, do you, all the time, uh, what do you mean managed communities? What, what, what was that? Uh, managing communities is actually a uh, tough job. You know what I'm saying? You got to be troubleshooting. Uh, you can never satisfy the board and the company that you work with. Uh, uh, power trips, ego trips, uh, you name it. Uh, endless complaints. And you just can't What, win. what kind of communities? I'm sorry, I don't understand. Oh, communities like HOAs, HOA management, uh, residential community. Uh, that's what I meant. Who likes their HOA anyway? Raise your hands. Like, who says, oh, I'm so glad I have an HOA? Nobody <laughs> said no one ever. So anyways, uh, then the next obvious thing to do, I mean, throughout the whole uh, 18, 19 years that I've been doing this, there was always a guy that had a lot that he inherited from somebody that uh, wants to get rid of it, whatever. But of course, I mean, we know how to transaction land, but uh, it wasn't an in thing. You know what I'm saying? Uh, unless you had a builder hook up, uh, all those land would, you know, take time. It wasn't like very profitable at all. Um, so it was like double the work for their money. Uh, at the time, uh, 2016 to 2020, I'm doing 2018, 19. I'm doing uh, fix and flips. Uh, that was a good, uh, another good solid five years. Then it died down again. I'm managing properties on a part-time basis, living out the funds and the savings, and that ran out as well. So then we got into uh, Joe's. Uh, I came across, I don't know, I don't even know how I came across your 
it caught my eye immediately, maybe with all the experience that I've had, and I saw how you can put this together a lot easier. And then again, if you turn on the TV and you watch your viewers, I mean, look at what's happening. Coastal land nowadays is devaluating, and you live in a condo, it's all I forget about it. Between HOA and insurance, I mean, you know what's going on. So land became a thing that now people are looking into. They can't afford the regular market housing. So people are looking for ways to uh, build that in the country outside of an HOA where they, they don't have as many uh, rules and regulations, where they can build their own path uh, uh, for a fraction of the cost and have a more sustainable living platform. So, I mean, to me, it was all about the, the easiness. I mean, the plan that you put out there with the amount of details and the resources you were using makes it very, very, um, I don't want to call it guaranteed, but unless you have um, any mental handicaps, chances are you will succeed. We play it out plan that it's straightforward, it's very solid, it's step by step. And uh, like I said, I uh, jumped on board because I had nothing else to do. <laughs> you know, I'm working like 10 hours a week because I mean, the company will not let me quit, but I hate doing it, getting an attitude and being my best. Something that I hated about me at the time. So I made the transition because on the first month I realized that I, I even bought Swampland, bought it all. Everybody that got an offer from me signed it, sent it back, and I went from there. Um, it was a quick success, but again, I was able to prove that everything that I doubted or had questions on or wasn't clear about. And by the way, I had to call you guys or uh, send you emails to release my next module. I think I went through the course in like a week time. You know what I'm saying? I went through all six modules. It was all familiar to me. I was taking my nails. I was like ready to go on and I had to wait a couple of weeks because I had it set up that way. And uh, you guys released those modules for me. So I was able to finish. Uh, oh, nice. So, and with, yeah, with the real estate experience, it was very easy to uh, move land. Now, in the first few months, I realized that all the money that I had put down for my tools and everything else to get ready, my marketing was already back in my pocket. And I was just getting started. So how many how many deals did you do on your own? Lately? I would say I've land house. With seven in my own, I got two. Well, I got now about five joint ventures because I got the funding and the experience and resources. I've been able to offer assistance to a lot of people that are finding deals and getting frustrated. They feel like, well, I'm not going to be able to, I don't know how to market it. I don't know how to deal with the MLS. And I'd have the money to buy it if I sell it. So because of all those many factors, and I'm in an appointment, like you have to pay it forward. I'm saying, how can we help others succeed? Because from where I'm standing, Joe, and as far as I've been doing it, so let's go back and say that I started this right before Christmas when I sold the course, but I really started it this year. I saw a way of helping others, and uh, the same way I did, actually, I think I successfully accomplished that. And there's a few people out there in your group that I was able to um, make them a part of the entire process. I mean, I took your course, and I became the teacher for it. You know, I'm bringing them along, and see what Joe did there, this is what he did, this is how we're doing this now, this, you know, come next, and so forth copying them on all communications uh, between title companies, sellers, buyers, et cetera, realtors. So if anything, in addition to the ching-ching, they got the knowledge, you know what I'm saying? In order for them to get the confidence that they were lacking before, or at least fear, yeah. uh, they had more. And uh, move forward. So your, the deals that you did on your own, you did, said you did about seven deals on your own. What was your average profit on those? Oh, they varied. I mean, I got lands from like, $3,500 cost to a uh, high as that I paid was $73,000 for a lot of and everything else in between. Now I got joint ventures. Actually, they're ridiculously small deals. I mean, but then again, if I can use that little thing to make somebody happy and teach them something, you know, say I'm not turning down anything. When you call me with the $2,500, say this in Jose, I need help, either guidance or funding or whatever, I'll take this time and I'll do it. Okay. So what's your average profit then? Like if you're buying it for $2,500, what are you selling them? 
average, I cannot tell you an average. Like I said, I mean, I've been closing a month that started for different rates. Uh, I can tell you that in the first six months, that was at $53,000 total gross. Prof- I mean, yeah, net profit. And now in long seven, actually I have a closing today. That's a small one. It's $14,000 to joint venture that I had. But um, this month we have another 12 or 14 on the pipeline on my side. Nice. So approximate numbers, where are you at in profits to date since you took my, bought my course? I want to say in the 50s. 50s? Mm-hmm. Better than a poke in the eye with a stick? You tell them. You tell them. <laughs> it, it, I mean, it makes so much sense. You know what I'm saying? It, it's a joke. It's easy. I mean, think about a salary job. I remember when I was in uh, you know, the industry out there, yeah, six-figure income, but I had to work 70 hours a week for it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, and the demands and the pressures and the, uh, you know, what you're into managing communities, your job is a 24-7. Yeah, we have a service line with this and that, but you still get those emails, you get those notifications, you got to get up and go solve an issue. So here the issues are, are we closing on time? Um, do we have all the documentation that I need? Just sell us and all the paperwork back. Yeah. It's a win to me. So are you, are you still, do you still have another job or is this your, is this what you're doing full time? No, I straight well, let's be clear about this. When I met you, I mean, I was, um, because I hated the job that I was into uh, and again, out of respect to my boss, which by the way, is my broker now in Florida, my VP at that community management, uh, it's got a transfers or sells on my land here, but he wouldn't let me quit. I mean, I understand they needed me. It was COVID time. You know what I'm saying? I was about to get out. At that time, take that opportunity, but then they wouldn't let me. And I get it, you know, when you put your butts on the tears, people appreciate that. And of course, in a while, they're paying you a penny some of their making, so it's, it's a good fit for them. But anyways, I was also doing the surplus, uh, tax deed surplus. I've been doing that since like 2017. I've been doing it for five years now, solid. And then again, I found my own niche, people that needed probate. So I became an expert in probate because nobody, everybody was doing what I was doing was dropping the probates because I'm not going to pay the attorney out of pocket that where to get the claim back. You know what I'm saying? Well, I was willing to do so. I had a little cash on the side. So I became an expert in probate because I just specifically target those people that needed probate. Somebody's going to lose a piece of land or a property that they inherited. They leave out of state. They don't have means. They don't have the interest. They don't care. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. Then I got into the other sides of that. I started buying taxing certificates. You know what I'm saying? I was, I was finding a way out. I was trying to get out. I was pretty much on my own. Uh, but I had those 10 lingering hours that I couldn't get rid of um, <laughs> managing communities. So when he came along and then I said, okay, now i got to make priorities. So I gave, I kept two sites, uh, the AMA or the surplus, because I have a pending case. I will eventually wind out of that. And uh, But right now, my main friend and brother, I would say to you. Awesome. Good for you, man. That's exciting. What are you seeing? What are you seeing that's working well for you right now in terms of getting leads? And uh, what's the best way you're finding that that, that to, you know to get the leads coming in from solitude? Well, I am so like you said. You know, like I, I did not even question your plan. Um, it's one number two. I saw I saw with my own eyes everything's working as advertised. So I've been doing my weekly mailers. Um, sometimes I'll skip two weeks. I'm heavy with new deals, and I'm uh, I'm a hands-on kind of guy, so I do all the steps myself. But the marketing, if I skip a week, I'll do a double uh, the amount marketing the following week. There's always seem to be lead. And now that I know what I'm looking for, you know, um, I kind of zoned down to my own state. Um, it's a lot cheaper. It's a lot easier. I know the law inside out. And there's a lot of land here that a lot of people want based on the weather, whatever the situation. So I've always mailed here. They constantly bring back leads. I mean, now that I know what I'm doing a little better, then I started getting away with smaller lots going down. Greater 50 acres only, you know what I'm saying? Oh, 
Uh, are you? That's, uh, you don't have to tell me which counties, but are which states are you most interested in? Well, the southeast of the nation, the best weather. You know what I'm saying? I would say from Tennessee, uh, the Georgias, the Mississippi's, uh, West Virginia, the Virginia. I'm actually in Virginia. In Virginia right now, Georgia and North Carolina, and you know, Florida. Joint venture got me out of the state. It was actually helping partnering with other people that I got into other states. Uh, then I found out about the attorney states and postings in different states. And I mean, so well, talk about so that. That's really good. Talk about that. Some states require you use an attorney to close. Um, and, and are those harder to states to do deals in? Well, not really. And let's break that down, Joe. Basically, what an attorney does is prepare the documentation. They still use the title of company to do the closings, but there's got to be representation by an attorney in both parts. All that translates to a higher closing. It's irrelevant to us uh, sellers or buyers, you know what I'm saying? But when the settlement statement comes in, you see that, for example, a typical transaction in Florida where I'm buying or selling, it's a 615 on average versus 1600 on each leg on North Carolina and Virginia, for example. So you, you know just say? build it into your offer. Absolutely. Now that you know what you're doing, you know, once you do the first closing and you get that surprise, like, whoa, you know what I'm saying? Because when you're doing a $4,500 deal, if you're buying for $4,500, you know, self twelve fourteen. But then again, paying $1,600, I mean, it's a high percentage of your buying price to paying for closing. That was a surprise. But then again, your deals are so profitable, your formula is so profitable that it absorbs all that currency, you know what I'm saying? And now, you know, we tweaked up and now we've made our offers counting. Excellent. Okay, good. Um, talk about what are you finding in terms of best practice for selling your deals? You get a deal under contract, somebody brings you a deal or it's, a, it's one of your own. What are you finding to work that's working to sell them? Well, the guaranteed lead, yeah, you want looky-loos, you want inquiries, you want to answer a lot of questions, you want to get to know you lots better. Facebook groups get you a lot of that. Even the land.coms, I haven't even, believe it or not, I mean, they do bring a lot of inquiries, but my, my own recipe, the MLS. Um, if I'm going to partner with you or if I'm going to do it alone, I mean, I start by MLS. And then based on the popularity, some deals are not, yeah, they're doable, but let's say they don't have, uh, they have a nasty dirt road to get to about five miles. You know, that's going to take a little more marketing. Those are the ones, I mean, if you have any, like, other than perfect type scenario, I would consider then, you know, the Facebook groups and other marketing that generates a lot of questions all the time. But Don hasn't brought me a deal. To me, everything that I sold came through an MLS or brokerless.com if I'm out of state. If I'm in the state of Florida, my broker will ask me because I'm actually a, a licensed realtor. Upload my own listings, edit, modify, close. So the, the website you mentioned was brokerless.com, broker, L-E-S-S.com. And that's what, a discount flat fee broker service? Flat fee broker. I'll tell you what, and uh, to my experience, I mean, you know that Realtor.coms and Redpin.coms are usually the MLS list? Tumor side. Um, so everything that you see on Zillow, unless it's by owner, uh, it's going to be on the MLS. I lost my train of thought here. So. Well, it's the best uh, place to go put your properties on because that's where everybody's going. Yeah, so the thing about uh, brokerless.com, I'm coming back to them, uh, the easiness of use. I mean, if you know the MLS, it's a little complicated for people that are not familiar with that system. It's not something like Freedom Soft that you can figure it out. It's, it, it requires skill, or at least in the state of Florida. Colorado that I've seen myself. But brokerless.com broke it down to where you fill out the forms. I mean, you pretty much do it all. I mean, there's no excuse to act like doing a land.com on your own or any other website. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I mean, and then again, let, let's be realistic about something. I mean, you have to spend money to make money. I mean, my whole idea was not to hold a listing for 90 days and have to extend it, seller, uh, because I haven't sold it. No, 
my parts to put on the market to flip it as source today. We price it accordingly. I mean, uh, at competition to me, I go to Zillow, I go on the MLS, and whatever the lowest price is, that's going to be my highest area. You know, I'd- I love that. That's so simple, isn't it? It works all the time. Okay, all right. So I want to I want to talk about this. This is really good. Some people spend hours and hours trying to comp a property and figure out what they should offer. I say let's start with what price do you think you can sell it for, right? And so sometimes that means looking at the actives, right? You're looking at active listings and you're saying, all right, well, I want to sell mine as quick as possible. What do I need to price it at so that I get as much buyer interest as possible? And that's where you start, and then you subtract your numbers from there. That sounds really simple, doesn't it? And it's correct. So MLS and good pricing, you'll flip them, you know. I should have, yeah, I had to cancel some that I bought initially. I'm not going to say that I haven't had to, but it was my mistake in the sense that I don't know what I'm doing. I'm mailing out, they said yes. I looked it up online. I, I didn't know how to do it 3D to see how steep it is on the slope. I didn't know a few of the things that I'm learning now. So I ended up getting not ideal lands of selling. So yeah, of course, I mean, we gave it a shot. We put them out there. We got inquiries, but again... That's when you learn that don't, don't try to make a lot right because you want to have something on inventory. If it doesn't make sense to you, if you wouldn't buy it yourself, then why try to put it out there and sell it? You know, I'm not knocking down efforts, but I'm just saying that it's going to come down to like, you're going to be answering questions from those leads. You know what I'm saying? You're going to be asking a lot of questions. And if they were an issue to you, what do you think it's going to do to the seller? I mean, to the buyer, it's going to have the same type of issues and some of them you cannot overcome. So I started like full uh, honing in on the buying, making sure that now that we now we're buying lots that number one I would buy myself, and number two that offer a lot of things to builders, or recreational land users, or yeah. Yeah, I go for the masters. You know what I'm saying I go for. Okay, I, I, so I got a couple more questions for you. Oh shoot, I forgot. Well, okay, I got another one. You're a realtor then, and you're listing them on the MLS. Are you closing on them before you relist it to sell it on the MLS? Or are you? Are you able to find realtors that will list the property that, that you haven't closed on or bought yet? Well, like I said, um, and let's be very straightforward about this. I will not buy a lot that I haven't sold. Again, I mean, I haven't had the need to yet. The one that I'm closing today, we're closing today by choice because it's a, almost an eight, eight acres uh, of land. Actually, that's one of the 19th Saturday. I'm buying a lot that I haven't sold because the lady would not agree. I don't know how in Virginia, in a certain county, you can list the property as a contract owner. Listen to this. Not as an owner, you don't have to be on deed to list the property. But outside of that Virginia Beach County, my property happens to be in St. Andrews County or St. Andrews. You cannot do that. So she would not sign the power of attorney or authorization to list and sign off for every out. But the plan was so good, I'm buying eight acres for, and actually this is a uh, David Gunn uh, second deal to him. He was one that brought up the property. We acquired for like $5,100 and it retails for $29. Um, nice. Land.com has given me uh, hundreds of leads in that property. So I mean, he said, okay, well, let's, let's buy because we don't want to buy it before it down from us out. But then again, if it comes to that, we'll buy it. So we're buying it half and half. So, I mean, I mean, 25 dollars off the pocket. On something that I know, I already have to prove that people are asking consequences about it. It's on a main road. It's seven acres of beautiful land. Our next door land happens to have a lake. So meaning, yeah, whoever buys your property has that view of the lake is not even in their property. So that's one that I'm grabbing regardless of not having sold yet. Because it's such a good deal. You got to close on it as soon as possible. But Absolutely. normally though, normally uh, you're using my contract maybe. That you're at least, you got what, three months to close? 
Absolutely. Yes. 90 days from the last signature on the, on the contract, usually, usually ours or mine in this case. So yeah, and I haven't had the need. I mean, I even send, uh, and by the way, let's talk about that process. When I get a signed contract, number one, I strongly recommend, I find a way, not initially, but like in my third month, I found a way to attach my own forms to FreedomSoft and then send them out together. So I have now that power of the contract, it's like a one, two page. Always go together. I don't send out your contract without that POA because I've come to find out that most states you're going to need it. So let's save us the time. Actually, I had a deal that I almost lost because she sent me the signed contract and then, okay, I want to send you this other paperwork. So one page and I explained it to her and then she sat on it and we're almost in day uh, uh, 30 and I'm like, hey, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I need this because I need to list the property in the MLS. And uh, she finally did, you know what I'm saying? But uh, now I send it all together. So it a lot easier, um, less questions about it. Yeah. And let's explain that to a power of attorney when you are, my contract does have a line in there that says you give us permission to advertise the property on the MLS, but sometimes you need something else. So you can attach just a one page power of attorney. And if you're one of my students, I have two different versions of that in the course, but that just then gives you maybe more clear permission to list. I, absolutely. And by the way, I come to find out that, yeah, I mean, relying on that, I'm passing it out to other states are saying the negative regardless of what you have written here. Um, you know what I'm saying? I need specific authorization in a phantom type format that gives me specific rights to sign offers, counter offers. I mean, because we're signing documents coming in the name of the seller on D. Your name's not on it, so you're getting a contract to them. Let's say half power of attorney, you cannot sign up the attorney in fact for them. So most realtors will not even touch you. They'll tell you straight out. Now, I say prohibits me from signing out, you know, giving you a listing agreement without that document or your seller behind it. Right. Okay, so you get the seller to sign that. Now you advertise it. You put it on the MLS without owning it. Do, when it comes to closing, do, do you do a uh, double close or do, you, do, you, do yeah. you try to do an assignment? I haven't. I've tried to do it. I think we had an assignment one at the very beginning because it was a slam dunk. It was one of those bad lands that I couldn't sell. So somebody offered me a little bit more to where I could pay off my commission to keep some in my pocket. And I assigned it to save me the closing costs. So yes, I've done both. But most of the time I do the double closings. Um, like I said, you know what I'm saying? Uh, my risk, my money's out of my hands for about 30 days from the time I buy it to the time I already have a dated contract to sell. So you know what I'm saying? I'm not gambling. Um, so yeah, I have no problem doing the double closings. Like I said, like- Do you use your do you use your own money to close on those deals in? Well, I had the luxury of a fortune. I have a classmate um, that lost his son to that uh, Surfside Towers uh, in Florida, that building the collapse. Yeah. As a consequence of that, he, of course, and I guess his will stumbled on a X amount of money, long money, deep pockets, like deeper than you and I could think of uh, at this point. So, you know, I remember, I mean, it was so traumatic to me being the kind of father that I am. I mean, I was always involved in that kid's life. I mean, uh, when I was a, a blue collar son in a private Catholic school, he was uh, an attorney's son. I mean, they were the wealthy and rich, and that guy was always so friendly. But, anyways, now that we're both fathers, it always hit me how I had such good luck to have three beautiful, perfect kids. And he had one that wasn't normal. Uh, he had a ND, uh, severe type. But anyways, ended up losing him in that thing. So he always forced me. And that's, a, that's how I think I came to you. And now it all comes back. He said, listen, I know. I'm gonna, I'm, you got to use my money to make your money. Because you know what I'm saying? When nobody was there for me, I mean, to care my kids, you opened your doors to me and the uh, so I had that godfather always that made me possible to get into bigger deals. That's uh, that marketing. And a lot of the initial double closings came from those funds. I'm a fair guy, so I said nothing less than 50% um, on the profit side. And he agreed to it. He said, listen, like I said, I don't need the money. 
I'll take your half, you know what I'm saying? So we did it that way. And then I've been recycling my money. And that happened to me too. I already had other sources of income. I've been able to reinvest money in other people or oh, smaller deals or more deals. That's whatever yeah. the case. Okay, very good. So when you partner with a student or somebody else on a deal, you provide the money. You'll either, it'll be either be yours or your friend's money, but you'll provide the money. So far, I mean, so far, obviously, because that's uh, the number one problem. And I think that's the reason that blocks them into seeing the other aspects of the business. You know what I'm saying? That mental block, they're well, I don't have money to buy it. I'm not going to sell it later. So they should get focused on funding, neglecting the marketing of the property, or the property, uh, all this stuff. So yeah, so far, I've been using my money uh, as a hook. <laughs> Say, okay, well, listen, of course, yeah, the money's there. Don't worry about the money. I got that covered. But let's ask you learn process. You know what I'm saying? Before you get to buy the lot, in my case, I already ordered strong pictures, uh, daily just reports uh, on all websites, all the marketing's done, properties on the market, getting calls about them before I even get to like, I'm finally close to the deal. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You should have been sending them to the title and pairs. Here's my real contract. Take a light of the company. Good, good. All right. So let's talk about how you make offers real quick. So talk, walk through that process. You start with, I want to sell this quickly. I want to sell. So I want to be aggressive. So you're going to list it at the cheapest price uh, as you can, correct? Well, I'm going to buy it based on what? So yes, immediately, I, if somebody signed me, I get a signed contract back. That means I already spend the time in doing the math. I went to see on the sales side or the active listing some Zillow at the lowest is, and I'm going to be below that few hundred dollars, thousand dollars, whatever the case. Then based on that, I personally chose to share more of the end uh, with the seller. If you're wanting to consign me your land, if to be in consignment, uh, I think it should be uh, at least 40%. And that's where you and I, uh, I don't follow you 100%. I mean, uh, we go for you guys, or you teach you go for the kill, which nothing wrong with that. But in my head, in order to make it work, and I feel confident talking to the seller, I offer a 40%. So yeah, I go to Zillow and MLS, and I find what listing process is going to be, and then I figure out 40% of that. Come to find out that people tell me, Jose, I got four offers or five offers, I got a similar letter. But uh, you guys offered the bar money, so I'm going to sign up with you. Here it goes. So I've come to give him a little more beginning. I mean, but you also have to understand the numbers. You got to know exactly and realistically what you can sell the land for in order to come up with an yeah. app. So I, I've, I'm going to be updating my course in a month or two. Uh, one of the things that I've changed is instead of just a simple 25% or 35%, I will just look at what can I sell this thing for? And then I'm going to subtract... Closing costs, realtor commissions, or brokerless.com flat fee commissions, right? My minimum profit that I want to make on the deal, and I'm going to subtract maybe drone photography footage for, you know, maybe a thousand bucks for miscellaneous costs. And that's what I'm going to offer. And if you look, many times that number is maybe 50% of what your list price is. So instead of just making a simple straight 35%, just make look, take a look and subtract your numbers down. Uh, and I always encourage people to like you. You want to try to shoot for at least ten grand on each deal, but that way you can you you know with if you're factoring in realtor commissions, closing costs, your minimum profit, photography, miscellaneous unknown stuff. That's going to be a good deal. Definitely. And by the way, there's no it, there, it's a science here. You can predict your outcome based on knowing the number as well. And I'll tell you, um, in my case. That's how it goes. I mean, I'm not really into a specific amount of profit, but I, I'm an Excel guy. So I took your cash flow and profit and I tweaked it. So I added all that cost, the closing cost, the marketing cost, uh, and all those minus costs that, that are in there. So I can see that at a glance in my own spreadsheet, what's yours, 
quit by all means. You know what I'm saying? I also got into the uh, seller financing, which is also great, which is now I'm developing for my retirement. I'm starting to do those five, seven, ten years uh, payments and trying to be able to pipeline that way too in my own personal deals that I'm acquiring. So you're uh, selling, you're starting to sell them on owner financing to get the, for the cash flow as well. Now on my own, yes. First, initially, I did it that way because um, I had the free money to use for that purpose. And I'm saying, my guy, uh, when I get my payment from those two deals that we did with his money, I gave him, of course, a principal portion of it. Like I said, I took your spreadsheet and I dissected it because, I mean, I'm purchasing and real estate, so numbers are good. The spreadsheets have been around it for years. So I made a custom tweet version of what I needed. But yeah, I, I just wanted to practice that whole procedure. I mean, number one, they sell a lot quicker. Number two, your profit and uh, ROI increases potentially. It's significant. Yeah. Well, uh, now that you have everything else under control, I'm finding that balance where I'm also trying to get into the back end, uh, start building that pipeline for retirement. I'm going to be at about 60, let's say. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah I'm starting to go. You're going to take over time and maximize profit that way in the smaller deal and build that route. Awesome. Well, Jose, how can people get a hold of you? What's the best way to reach you? Well, multiple ways. Um, that are. Jeez. Facebook group? A Facebook group. Information that I want to make available that because I'll tell you a lot, I get it. Um uh because of your Facebook group, uh, I, I, I get a lot of questions. You know what I'm saying? People just take my bridge. I don't mind at all. I don't mind at all. You know what I'm saying? Whatever I can learn from me, I'm, I'm all about that. And, and just you know for all of us. So much land, I mean, you know what people don't know. The final line there, it's like we can't even compete with each other like wanted to. And even on the same county, it all comes down to service, integrity, and honesty with your sellers and with your buyers as well. I mean, all my transactions are ethical, properly done, uh, legal. I've got corners. I don't cheat people, um, share my money, you know, uh, in a fair way. So uh, that brings a lot of friends and people. I mean, what I've gotten from the Facebook group, I'm also getting, um, yeah, one or two good deals that I can. And I, by the way, I get involved with, let me review it for you. I mean, they don't want to wait till your next review period. So, hey, listen, I'll take a look at it. I'm not sure what I got with. And I, you know, with uh, screenshots and this and that, I convey my message to them. So they learn from it. But not all of them are deals. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. for that reason, say let's keep communicating through the Facebook group. So I want to be called of that live line. So guys, how do you get to the Facebook group? Well, become a student. Go to, if you go to this site right here, simplelandkit.com, when you opt in to get that land kit, one of the spreadsheets that's in there this is a spreadsheet that Jose was just talking about, but you'll get an invitation there to watch my webinar. You can join the class and we have a really great Facebook community. There was somebody just the other day posted a deal. They made 10 grand on it. Uh, so it's exciting to see the wins. People are putting challenges and questions in. It's a great network. And we've got guys like Jose that are partnering with students on deals. I love that. I love the fact that uh, our community is helping each other out and is partnering with people on there. Um, so check it out. If you also want to just jump right in and watch my webinar, go to simplelandclass.com or get this free kit, simplelandkit.com. Jose, thank you so much for being on my podcast. You've done seven deals of your own, about five deals with students. I love this. You've not even been into it for a year yet. Appreciate all your help, man. Thank you so much for being involved in the community. My pleasure. Anything we can do to help. Thank you so much. All right, guys. Hey, listen, appreciate you being here. If you've got any, you know, if you're watching this on YouTube, you're watching this on Facebook, give me a thumbs up, like this video, subscribe to my channel. If you're listening to this on the audio podcast, I'm really glad you're here. I've not um, forgotten you guys. It seems like, you know, I, I'm kind of sometimes worried about if I'm doing a video for YouTube and then I take the audio and put it into an, a, an audio podcast, 
I'm worried sometimes that you guys who listen to my audio podcast are like, oh, Joe doesn't think of us anymore. I've been doing my podcast since 2011, so 12 years now. I think I have done over 1,500 episodes. So anyway, appreciate you guys very much. Again, one more time, go to simplelandkit.com. Check out that thingy. It's free, and I appreciate you all. Have a good one. Bye-bye.